This is Omo. 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 Is this Yoko Omo? This is Omo. This is Omo. Welcome to Omo. Chris, we've got Ben Hebert on the phone. Hello. Hello, Ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs> Hello. Hello. None of that. Hey. Please stop coughing. I've got a pop filter up in front of my computer. You can't get me. Is that too soon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hello to everyone out there. We hope that you're doing well, that you are having some Zen moments, that you are enjoying some quality workbench time and not spending every moment of the day freaked out. Uh, this is March 19th when we're recording this and uh a lot of us out there with the COVID-19 situation happening are um, either closing shop doors or going to appointment only or moving our workbench situation to home. Uh, so that's the situation we're in. And uh, we're here with uh, my buddy Chris and my buddy Ben, and we're going to talk about some silver linings happening. I hope everybody has enough work. Like lots of shops have a chance to send people home with stuff to do or people are building their own stuff. But uh, the scariest thing uh, it feels like around me isn't even so much the the chance to be ill and die. It's that, you know, you, you lose your damn house if, if you miss a mortgage payment in the States, at least. We, we're not very, uh, we're not very into things which whiff of socialism, you know, like uh, giving people <laughs> a break. So we do want to let you guys know, um, some of the stuff that we had planned for this year, we're still going to bring you that same content, but some of it may be pushed back a little bit. We had a broke episode we were going to air for this one, and, and we're going to move that back a bit. And uh, we are committed to bringing you guys stuff, continuing out there. Um, I do want to make a quick mention for those of you who are considering going to a Learning Trade Secrets workshop. Things are very much in flux over there. I talked to Anne and Rodney and Kate today. Um, we're going to keep you posted. Please remember to support them. If you decide that this isn't the right year to attend a workshop, put that money aside. Let's fill up all their class slots next year. Uh, remember, gift cards are always available if you would like to support them. Hey, if you've got a, a luthier in your life who's sitting around moping and picking their toes right now because things look bleak. Give them a, a Learning Trade Secrets gift card and lift their toes. Lift those toes. <laughs> so guys, with you two, what's the situation today? What are y'all going through? Ben? Me? Uh, well, I've been traveling around for about the last time I'm going to be traveling around. But uh, I'm sort of sitting sitting here in Oxford where I've uh, where everything's just completely, completely dead. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's not very many people on the streets. It sort of feels, it's sort of you go around at about six o'clock in the at night, and it actually feels like you're sort of walking around at five o'clock in the morning, and uh, it's it, it's odd. Yeah, I don't have many customers. Mm -hmm. um, I did have my fastest best customer of the year. <laughs> they came in and they uh, they were they'd come all the way down from Manchester and uh, were staying in an Airbnb. And there was no toilet paper, <laughs> so I uh, when when I heard this, I found them a one of my best and shiniest rolls of luxury two ply, 
Ooh, two ply. Absolutely two ply, maybe three ply. <laughs> and, and I just told them that, you know, regardless of anything, my friendship was such that they didn't need to buy a violin, but they should take this as a priceless gift. <laughs> and they spent 10 grand straight on the spot. That's amazing. Yeah, Ben. And it's all down to the toilet paper. So silver linings yes. absolutely exist. Yeah. We got to do that. Free roll of toilet paper with every instrument purchase here at Caraway Strings. Deal. Absolutely. You're free violin with every <laughs> toilet paper. With every $10,000 roll of toilet paper. Absolutely. Free violin. You can do that. You guys, I was down to like our last six rolls at home. Had already been to the grocery store twice to try to find more. And we that was it. There was no toilet paper. And I went to change a roll and I immediately dropped a brand new fresh roll directly into the toilet. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to be like burned in effigy in the square <laughs> by people with dirty bottoms. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Chris, yeah? what's the situation with you where you're at right now? Well, uh, the workshop, Potters, where I manage the, the workshop and the luthier folks, um, we went to by appointment only with the doors locked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're lucky to have a, a big enough facility where we roped off everything but one entrance. And when somebody comes for their appointment, they call. Uh, the person they're meeting meets them at the door, walks them to the bathroom. One of the bathrooms is propped open. And we have them wash their hands. And then we take them to the recital hall where everything has been canceled. And we sit them down until there's no one else at the the counter in the workshop. Mm -hmm. And then in between each customer, we can clean everything down. Um, And it still feels like it's it's not enough to me. Um, We're wearing gloves when we handle customers' instruments. Um, Smart. But we don't have a a light box situation, a a box for UV lights, except for up in the attic, two stories up, where we could put UVC bulbs, which disinfect. So uh, we're just intending to work on customers' instruments with gloves, not touch our faces, uh, you know, pray to the old gods, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I totally tipped somebody with toilet paper the other day. It was my friend Rob Wood, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he helped me move a, a lovely 400-pound workbench, and he'd mentioned that uh, they were unable to find anything. So, yeah, I set him up. That's right. You went to Texas, and you picked up that custom workbench from Frank Straza. Yeah. Just in time to be home for a while. Yeah, and everybody in Austin had, like, in, the, in Austin, Texas, the capital of Texas, um, had, like, heard that there was some stuff going on with this virus, but they were still very much living their best lives and drinking beer in large groups. Um, and we we went down and fooled around on the river um, and went up to Barton Springs and, and went swimming and stuff, but tried not to spend so much time around a, a lot of humans, you know? Yeah. Well, where we are right now, we have switched to appointment only. It's really made the place quiet down. Um, and uh, I've... I've got wipes on every table. I've got a person whose job it is to sanitize everything the moment they come in the door. And uh, we, luckily we are a much smaller shop than you. So uh, I feel like we don't have to be quite as stringent with, with sectioning off people, but Mm -hmm. gosh, I see it in um, when people walk in, I see a lot of people have, they just have big round eyes. Mm -hmm. They're just, I see caution everywhere. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Do you have people in your life that you know that are affected directly by the by the virus mm-hmm. already? Either of you? Yeah. Um, you know what? My administrative assistant um, is also a musician, and uh-huh. um, I think she's very happy to come to this job right now, yeah. which um, pays decently. And then, um, even though there's a few gigs that are being canceled, she's not worried as much as her musician friends right now. Oh yeah, well, and the gig thing is huge. Um, I'm thinking about. I mean, I have uh, a close friend whose husband is in hospital in New York City, and one of my favorite luthiers in the world, Jose Catoira, uh, also a friend of Ben's, um, just recovered mm-hmm. in uh, in Madrid with his girlfriend after getting the virus. And um, yeah, people have it. It feels to me like everyone might get it, and uh, we're all going to be fine anyway. Uh, ben, do you have friends that are sick? Yeah, I've had a couple of people who have been in proper self-isolation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then, you know, there's a whole thing, you know, I think, like you say, a lot of us will get it and we don't know about it. So, you know, when when it's sort of when everything's quiet and you feel that your throat's a bit more swollen than it is on a normal day and uh, stuff like that, just because you're thinking about it, I'm not quite sure where that's the hypochondria, just checking off all the mm-hmm. things that are actually there or... Uh, mm-hmm. Or whatever, but you know, it might be that uh, quite a lot of us march through it and don't really know. Yeah, I I am convinced that I am getting symptoms every time I go out in public. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then I go home and I'm fine. So it's, it's def- <laughs> definitely, I have uh, a lot of anxiety. I don't know if anyone out there can relate. Yeah, I, I'm I'm eating a lot. Like that that seems to yeah. help be how I'm dealing with it. I'm just like eating constantly so that my body has like a a steady rush of uh, of positive feeling from fat and salt. Yes, snacks snacks help. So you won't die of coronavirus. You'll just die of overeating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you gotta go. Well, guys, uh, I would. I'm sure there are people out there that would like to hear some silver linings like what are we seeing that's good um what are some things that we're actually thankful for about the field that we're in uh what are you seeing well what i'm seeing a lot of is uh with all my friends violin makers people with restorations is you know that one blessing that everyone prays for throughout the year which is a good sustained time without customers Mm-hmm. And you know, I just, I think we're going to see an awful lot of violins which are which are popped out in the next month or so because, you know, people can actually just the whole philosophy of everything is allowing people to just get down to their benches, mm-hmm. and you know, really, really just working in an uninterrupted style. Style, I think, you know, that just the whole idea of getting into bunker mode is actually yeah. going to be, you know, really. I mean, it sucks if you don't have money right at the moment, but yeah, it means that come come the summer when we're out of this, people will have stuff to sell. But our goddamn kids are in the house. How do you work <laughs> with your goddamn kids in the house? <laughs> That's your fault for having so many kids, Chris. It definitely, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> me and my husband, we just have to tag team all day long. We're like, and our poor kid can't see another soul unless we're FaceTiming 
And so sometimes she is up at the shop with me and when it's just me <laughs> and sometimes she's at home with him and sometimes we're, we're just taking turns. We both have set up, um, he's got his like office across the room and I've got my workbench, my temporary part-time workbench <laughs> just, yeah. And so we're just playing a lot of Disney plus and well, Rosie, I don't know how it'll go down in Texas, but in most of the East coast, they're already discussing not having kids back for the rest of the year. Yes. They're discussing that here too. Yeah. That's, I think they're, they're jerks, but I also <laughs> know why they're doing it. You know, this virus is so mean. Yeah. <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> uh, my, my silver lining I see is uh, that lots of friends and colleagues are, are also, um, and this is more in the the musician side of things, but they're getting online and creating online content for the things they're interested in, the things they wish they saw on YouTube and yeah. for lessons. And uh, with my uh, with my friends that are parents, we're sharing virtual resources for going through um, museums and stuff for kids and. Uh, figuring out weird stuff I normally would never do. Like, Hey, let's put on cosmic yoga so the kids can get some wiggles out. And, uh, so that, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we normally like are pretty isolated anyway. Uh, we like my, my wife and I just come back to the house and do our own thing. We stay very busy, but it feels strange of course to, as Ben said, to go out and see the ghost town and and see the empty shelves with tumbleweeds blowing through and what's a good thing you're seeing rosie uh you know kind of to second what ben said uh having that time where i'm not constantly interrupted and i and i knew that i was needing that more in my life didn't expect to get it from something like this mm -hmm. but uh having more calm in my day and there's less expectations of being at this place and being at this place and following up on this, uh, I can focus. Um, yeah. And I, and I agree. I think that there's a lot of wonderful creative output that can happen right now. Um, while we're, we're forcing ourselves to come up with our own entertainment. There's not a ton of, you can't just go to a concert. You can't just go to a museum you have to be proactive to seek out that art that you want to expose yourself to. Um, and so I, I'm thankful for that. I'd like to expose myself to Michelangelo's David to show him just you would. how embarrassing his package really is. I knew the moment I said that you were going to come up with something. <laughs> I'm trapped in a house. Do you guys, you want to, you want to hear my, my, and, uh, Jason Peoples, you really shouldn't set this to music. It's just a, it's just a. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we really wouldn't, but you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, this. yeah, this is for you, Ben. It goes, COVID-19, yeah, you know what I mean. At this moment, got COVID-19. That's just going to be in everyone's head. Uh-huh. And then there are two ways for you to do the earworm at the end. It's either... Find yourself a girl and quarantine. Or all your grandparents are gonna die. No. No? Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> no, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. It's just yes. a song. There's also, you could sing it to Jolene. That would work. <laughs>
quarantine, 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 quarantine. Yeah, yeah. There's several versions out there. You can do so many things. Um, okay, any other silver linings, guys? Anything else we didn't mention? No, no. No? Okay. No, nothing else could go on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, ben, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ben. I was just, just going to say, I think, you know, it's, it's like when it snows and you've got half the world who complains that it's snowing and uh-huh. half the world that just sort of thinks, wow, it's it's snowing. And, uh, you know, for all the hor- for, for everything that's horrible about this, we've, you know, we've got this chance to, to sort of chill, about, chill out, sit back and, uh, and there's, there's gifts. There's gifts, yeah. there really are. And I think, you know, taking taking some account of that's going to be the best thing that we can do. Try to see the positives. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now, Ben, you had some stories. You had some excerpts of writings that people had put to paper in the past where um, they were going through some hard stuff, some plagues and uh, getting by. Um, you're welcome to share those. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to get bummed out though. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so. I mean, we all know about uh, about Brescia and Cremona and mm-hmm. uh, and the plagues in the 1630s. So you know, I guess we're a little bit closer to Gaspar de Salo and Magini and and uh, and and the Amatis in in terms of what we're going through. Hopefully not, but uh, but you know, this is. Uh, this is sort of one 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 point where where we're trying to sort of uh, you know we're always trying to get closer to Stradivari and and his lot and I don't think that experiencing the same plagues was the same was exactly what we were looking for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I I think on the whole we're going to be a much healthier society, but uh, it I can relate to some of the fears that they were experiencing. I think so, but there was. Uh, I came across some letters uh, a few years ago that uh, from uh, there's from the middle of London in 1664 1665 and uh, and those all relate to there's there's a sort of huge mixture between the the people who sang at the cathedral who also were teachers and they set up studios and because they set up studios the the, the instrument shops and music shops sort of started to come around there and so by 1664 or so you've got this wonderful uh, thriving uh, environment of, uh, of of music in every sort including instrument makers and, like an uh, arts district yeah com- to- total arts district and because uh, the thing was is that you know the most prestigious teachers were the people who also sang at the cathedral and they got fr- free leases on uh on on property as part of their job around the cathedral and of course that meant that everyone would come to them for lessons and everything else and uh when the plague hits in 1664 the uh uh, the bishop of london decides to to run away and self-isolate down in tunbridge actually only a couple of miles away from where charles beer has his workshop and uh Coincidence? I think coincidence not. or something. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's uh, it's it's one of those things. But it's the musicians who uh, who stay, and they stay because you know the only thing that people have got at that time is is God. They don't have 
to science the medicines that they think they're using aren't working mm-hmm. so they keep the uh, so the choir keeps singing and uh, it's kind of like the titanic really and there's some one there's a, some wonderful letters which I'm going to stick on my blog in a while um, that all uh, that are the, the sort of the weekly reports about what's going on and uh, yeah and I thought I'd, I'd share they're not they're not gripping readers but okay. I thought I'd share one or two bits please uh, because because we get to sort of see something much worse than what we're at and, mm-hmm. uh, and the spirit of how people how people got through them yeah go for it then so Stephen Bing who's the sort of chief musician and you know the the chief sort of go about a town in terms of musical instruments and stuff at the time and there's this very cutting letter to the to the Bishop of London and but amongst it you know he's really out on a guilt trip that the guys you know having fun in the countryside whilst people die and they write that so the increase of God's judgment deads people's hearts, that trading strangely ceases and bills of exchange are not accepted. So yet they shut up their shops and such a fear possesses them as it's wonderful to see how they hurry into the country as though the same God were not there yet nice. as in the city. Mm. So that those that are living and lived in the great sickness time saw nor knew not that they died at 4,000 a week. I pray God to prevent a sad sequel. He writes on and it's, it becomes so poignant because, because all of a sudden the choir gets hit. So a few, a few days later for now, there are only three petty cannons left. Myself, Mr. Clifford and and masters with two vicars, Mr. Simpson and Morris. The rest are out of time. Uh, Sorry, the rest are out of town. And then Mr. Portington lies at the point of death. Mm. And so we just get on and on and on. There's sort of five or six letters. And it's just, we, we see that these people who are, you know, are, are sort of spiritual ancestors in, in music and instrument making, that they're, you know, their shops are all shut up and one or two of them are dying and others are getting out of town. And, uh, and I, but I think it's sort of quite, quite heartening to see how these people stayed on and and didn't didn't necessarily leave when everybody else was because the people needed comfort yeah yeah and it sort of kind i find it more uplifting than not really to to see how these people dealt dealt with things when it was a bit worse than what we've got at the moment a lot worse yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure we're, we're we're all all right really yeah 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 that was a terrible rendition i wouldn't get a job in shakespeare company oh yeah there is a lot about the situation that is stressful but um we we have a lot to be appreciative of um there's a lot of unknowns um but uh those people didn't know, they didn't know what a virus was, you know, they, they didn't know how to take preventative measures. And, uh, what we're doing is trying to take care of our society the best we can with, um, the great knowledge we have now. That we get from memes on the internet. Yes. 
I saw that uh, the Spanish government had to put out basically their version of the Center for Disease Control had to put out warning uh, announcements because uh, people in the club scene were claiming that if you snorted cocaine, it would kill COVID-19. Uh-huh. Like, it's not true, guys. Uh-huh. I think someone else had to cl- say that you should not be drinking bleach to kill the virus. Yeah, no, you apply it topically. <laughs> Gosh your face and arms yes i know someone who uh, a double bass player who started licking soap (laughs) (laughs) oh hell you guys saw the thing i sent you where a lady who realized she had been washing her hands with a block of cheese (laughs) yeah that's wonderful (laughs) oh and she said in my defense i was super high so um, she's gonna be all right there was a shop on in London on Bond Street where Hills used to, just a few doors from where Hills was, and they habitually give out these uh, very colourful, very small soaps. And there's somebody outside the shop to who just put, puts them in your face. Mm-hmm. And I, I was on my way to a very, very important client meeting, and uh, and the person stepped out in front of me, handed me one of these things, and they looked like those sort of luxurious sort of sugar-coated fruit pastel things. (laughs) So three minutes before the meeting that I was supposed to be at, I went and stuck one of these in my gob. And uh, (laughs) 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 I was not impressed. (laughs) It took about an hour for the soapiness to get out of my mouth. It was horrible. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, guys, uh, do you have any words of advice for people out there? I think it's hard because uh, people are experiencing it at such different levels. Um, I know that our friends and colleagues in Italy right now are at the end of a terrifying quarantine and uh, a lot of the elderly have passed away. And then a lot of people in a lot of places... uh, haven't seen it as bad as that. Um, if there's something I wish I could tell even my coworkers and employees, uh, you know, in, in my own world, but everybody out there is to just consider everyone contagious, unfortunately, and to be a little less trusting, you know, close yourself off, even if you're not closing your heart off. And um, also remember that uh, people need help and that if somebody asks you for help, that it's your human imperative to help them. Uh, it's not about um, just protecting you and yours, you know, but uh, stay safe and stay away from other people. Yeah, and behave as if you've got the virus yourself. Yeah, man. Heaven knows you might do. And if, you're, if your mindset is to protect everybody else from yourself, then you're protecting yourself from all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say one extra thing for those of us in this industry, if you are in charge of people, even if you're just in charge of, you know, your toddlers, but if you are in charge of a staff, um, people need leaders right now and uh, make sure that you're making some decisive steps to protect the people in your lives. And uh, I I know that it's a fearful time and we have a lot on our brains, Um, but uh, people need to know that that you're acting in their best interest. 
Yeah. People need humor too. Don't, don't, yeah. don't get it mixed up because you're scared. Uh, joking yeah. about stuff is a, a human way to stay out of despair. Yeah. Get, get Cremona confused with Corona. Do it. <laughs> I'm in favor. <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. We're trying yeah. to do that. Although I hear Kung flu is racist. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's just a discipline of the martial arts. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sneeze at somebody. Effortless. I just would dread to see the sort of thing that I have felt coming on in the United States, at least, which is uh, an acceptable level of of outlashing at minorities or, or people yeah. who are other xenophobia because of the way people talk because of the way our, our leaders are talking. And, um, you know, the president has been talking about it as the Chinese flu. And China. yeah, when, when people are scared and stuck in their homes, I mean, that's, that's the sort of egging on that leads to citizens who are doing nothing wrong, being hurt by other citizens. Uh, so watch that shit. Keep your tongue in your mouth and your hands in your pockets. Again, we need leaders. <laughs> Guys, uh, thank you. Thanks for being a part of this and being honest uh, about what's going on. Thank you, Ben, for coming across the pond. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, we're, we're all in it together, and it's all very yeah. strange. And I just hear the same things from the States as I hear from around here. Yeah. And... Guys, we would love to hear from you. We want to hear about your silver linings. What is the good that you're encountering out there? What are you thankful for that this industry has? Um, yeah, we've got tough stuff. Yes, we are concerned about keeping our doors open, but uh, we're not we're not the restaurant industry, um, which is having a terrible time right now. Um, we yeah. um, we're not facing all of our gigs canceled. Um, so um, let's look out there. Let's see how we can help the people around us. Um, and uh, we do want to hear from you. So, so reach out to us. You know where to find us. Mail at omopod.com. You can record something on our Omo phone, which I don't have that number in front of me. But you can reach out to me personally and I'll, I'll get that to you. Or um, we can just record something impromptu on a cell phone. Yeah. And Ben, how can people find your your blog where you'll be putting up portions of these letters during the plague? Oh, it'll be up by the time this is up. Yeah, but what's uh, your your WordPress is uh, Heberts? Oh, violinsandviolinist.com. Okay, great. All right, guys. Um, stop giving each other wet willies. and um... That means something completely different in England. Yeah. Don't you remember the, the limerick he started when we were trying to figure out? Yeah. No, I have a terrible memory. I don't. I don't remember this at all. It it means a, a moistened pangolin. Mary had a little lamb. She thought it was quite silly. She threw it up into the air and caught it by its. Oh, okay. Yeah, William, got it. Okay, well, you guys stop doing that too, and um... <laughs> stop doing that to lambs. Yes, keep your hands to yourself, guys out there. Uh, take, take care. We love you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Omo is an all-luthier podcast produced by Rosie DeLoach, Chris Jacoby, and Jerry Lynn. The show is edited by Jason Peoples, 
Music by Invoke Sound. If you enjoy our show, you can help us out by leaving an iTunes review or becoming a Patreon member at patreon.com slash omopod, where you can get your very own Omo swag. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out to us at mail at omopod.com or call the Omo phone at 240-686-5345. Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, I've got us started. Uh, everybody, breathe in, breathe out. COVID 19, yeah, you know what I mean. At this moment, got COVID 19.